0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. First and foremost, I apologize for the video quality. Perhaps the sound is a little different. I honestly did not plan to do any interviews this week while we were on vacation, but my good friend, Mr. Dan Bird, sent me a note saying, I got a warning for your folks. Can't you squeeze me in? And I'm like, if you got a warning for our audience, uh, I will make it happen. So again, video, audio, we're going to do the best we can. We're going to get this done in one video, but Dan... Thank you very much for adjusting your schedule this morning.
1: Yeah, no problem. I know you're doing this earlier because you're getting ready to leave. So yeah, exactly. it's not going to be, we're just doing one and it will be abbreviated probably.
0: Yeah. So we're basically going to cover what we normally do uh, in two videos in three. First will be a look back. Uh, let's take a look back last week. Uh, we obviously had CPI Monday, which came in uh, lower than expected. I think expected was 8-7, came in at 8-5. You wanted 8-3. I'm going to call that a win. You were right. And then more importantly, I think PPI uh, came in lower than expected, kind of that validation, that wholesale number. So what did you see in the market uh, you know, when you got confirmation? And, and again, I don't think you're calling it because there's not a trend yet, but a lot of people started saying peak inflation.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just one data point. So we need the next one, which, uh, which will be before the next
0: Fed meeting. Correct. And I think that it will continue to go down. Yeah, because we've been here before, right? We we had one month go down and then it went back it up. So yeah, yeah.
1: We had one month that went to eight point three, and then next month it went to eight point six. Yeah. So instead, have- of, instead of continuing down, yeah,
0: I think it was eight five eight three, and then we went to eight six. Yes, so, eight five eight three eight six, correct.
1: And then the nine one, and now we're back to eight five. So yeah. basically, same place we <laughs> were four months ago.
0: Yeah. The interesting thing on this number, and I think we talked about it last week, I know I talked about it on Monday with Taylor, is I, I, I said headlines coming down, and I actually said 8-3 as well as you, uh, so we were both off a little bit. But I actually thought CORE would go up, and CORE was obviously flat. Uh, yeah. Core, CORE, I just... I don't see the I don't see the things inside to make core come down, right? We've got gas, obviously, sixty some odd days in a row, food coming down with the commodities, and probably again, I think headline comes down lower next month. But that core number, man, that core number could be sticky, and it might go up next month because of rent. So, what what do you think of headline comes in and and core is? I think know,
1: core. I think core is going to be flat for a while. Actually, yeah, I'm not sure it's going to go up a lot. I'm not sure it's going to go down a lot either. I think headline will continue to slowly go down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not going to drop as quickly as folks would like. Yeah. I, mean, I thought it was interesting that the Biden administration <laughs> took a victory lap saying that inflation is now at was, zero. It
0: was zero. I thought that was very creative.
1: Yeah. Like, inflation like, is zero.
0: Like
1: <laughs> yeah, like they don't think that Americans know what the real story is.
0: Well, I, I mean, there's sometimes when you can actually say a statistic but then you got to remember that most people are going to go to the store and go, not zero where I am. It's it's uh yeah, that that yeah, was that's right. That might have been an accurate statement, but probably no, not a wise a, statement. That's an
1: accurate statement with a qualifier.
0: Oh, of course. That's what I'm I'm not I, believe me, I'm not defending them. I'm just like, yeah, the victory lap was probably not not a wise move. Right. It's like it's like calling uh the spending bill uh, inflation, <laughs> inflation Reduction
1: Reduction Act. Like they don't think Americans are uh, you know, we're,
0: we're
1: stupid. They think they think we're stupid out here.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, yes, Dan, they think we're stupid.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean, some I'll, people, some people might
0: believe that. <laughs> Inflation funny. is caused by spending. Agreed. Yeah. Oh. Inflation has always been, I think this is Milton Freeman, has always and always will be a monetary phenomenon.
1: Yes. Right. That's right. And the Fed can only affect the demand <laughs> side. It <They> can't <laughs> affect the supply side. Product. if If the Congress wants to continue, you know a, a exacerbating the supply side and by supply, I mean money, yeah, you know they keep creating money mm-hmm. to pay for all these programs. yep. the Fed can't affect that. Nope, so no matter how how much the the, the Fed raises the rates, it's not going to affect inflation if uh, Congress keeps spending.
0: I agree. So what did you see in the stock market last week? Because again, you got what you wanted. You and I talked last week. I remember asking you explicitly, what happens if it comes down? You'd said the market would pop. You also, I don't think got your validation of head and shoulders. I don't think that happened if I remember.
1: No, that was negated actually. Um,
0: oh, wow. Look at that. That's, that's, let, me show, that's, let me show my
1: newsletter real quick. Oh, yes, please. Sorry. For anybody that wants to
0: participate. It's funny. Uh-huh. I I got, uh, I think I got eight messages yesterday after you sent it out saying Michael this might be one of Dan's best newsletters you know somebody sent me that too yeah so um, yeah I'm not sure
1: why because I just did the same thing I always do but
0: your newsletters are always good (laughs) and they're free (laughs) and they're free yeah
1: right Um, I'm think I'm toying with the idea I don't know how the formatting comes through on your side one person said the formatting it doesn't look right on their screen and they have to scroll right and left to read it.
0: Oh, no, it came fine.
1: But they're the only ones that said that. So I'm toying with the idea of creating it as a PDF file instead of an email.
0: Mm. But
1: yeah. I, don't know. yeah. I might try it once and see what people think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, the newsletter, like you said, is free. I send it out every Saturday as I'm doing my own research. If you want to get uh, included, at the, send me an email at breakpointtrading at gmail.com. And I'll add you to the list. And if you want to stop getting it, just let me know. No big deal. And I put little cartoons in. So this one in the upper left, I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a tweet from Elon Musk. When the country that revolted over taxes. Hired I saw that. a thousand new IRS agents. <laughs> <laughs> Is he implying we need another revolt? I not be. No comment. <laughs> and, the one, and the one on the right up here, I actually put in for a friend of mine. He's not on your, on your uh, uh, group of people, but um, mm-hmm. he's you know, beating he's expectations. Back, he's back years and years, yeah. He's been a big proponent of Novavax. Ah, oh, okay. And two up to two weeks ago, the CEO has been telling everyone that they're going to report a billion dollars in revenue, and he's been oh. pounding the table, Novavax. You got to buy this. You got to buy this. And I didn't because I didn't really like the chart. Oh. well, they reported last week and they missed
0: Ooh.
1: by 40%. Yeah, that's so not good. Not, not a billion, 600 million. They missed by 40%. They, they mm-hmm. only got 60% of what they were promising. So that's why I put this in here, a little Novavax logo that's there. Funny. We're beating expectations, and here's expectations being beaten. Yep,
0: yep. I like that. That's very creative.
1: Um, <clears throat> I'll talk about this right now, this emotional market cycle. This is, actually comes from VectorVest. And this kind of tells you, you know, where the cycle is Mm -hmm. right now. It's this week a reported 1.66.
0: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: And you can see 1.6 is the high. So this is one of the warnings that I mentioned that it's, it's way overbought way, way overbought. Mm -hmm. And then I I put this in here, which comes from uh, stock traders, Almanac, where they do a, a ton of research on historical information. So this is the last 21 years. What the market has done in August,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's you know all all of the market segments Russell, Nasdaq, S and P, etc. But you can see, typically in August, it runs up right until the middle of the week of mm-hmm. options expiration week.
0: Yeah,
1: Option This is my second warning. Options expiration is next Friday, mm-hmm. and as I said in my newsletter, I, although I left one piece out, there there is right now there is one point nine billion dollars in open call options
0: interest. So let me just kind of repeat that for the people listening to that, that heard the numbers, but don't get it. Basically, that's a bunch of retail investors who were, I don't know, buying the dip or thinking the Fed's going to cut or whatever they thought. They thought the market would go up. For whatever reason, they've been proven right. They now have a positive bet of $1.9 billion that the market makers are on the hurt for.
1: Yeah. And it's not just retail. It's, it's uh investment houses anybody anybody that's buying options okay everybody basically everybody and their brother is buying the dip the dip was in june Mm -hmm. hit the bottom so everybody now is convinced the market is headed to the moon so they're buying call options Mm -hmm. and those call options expire on friday Mm. and market makers have to make the other side of a market Right. right so the way it works and um Tom Bowley does a session. He's going to do it next week, which I'm going to tune into. Does a session every month before options called Max Pain. Mm. What's the maximum pain? What's the point? That is the maximum pain for market makers. In other words, he takes all the call interests and all of the put interests and takes the difference between those and it gives them the price at which the maximum pain is. Now, up until this week, The last few times, and I put it in the newsletter, last few times the market had been going down dramatically. So max pain was on the upside, Hmm. which means everybody was buying puts. Right. And so at options expiration, in order for the market makers to not have to pay out on all those puts, Mm -hmm. if they run the market up and those puts expire worthless, right. Market makers do not have to pay billions of dollars to cover those.
0: They just collect their fees for the options. They just means. collect the
1: fees, right. And they're taking the other side of the market as well. Mm-hmm. So As the market was going down, number one, they want those to expire worthless, those puts to expire worthless, right? right? They don't have to pay on them. But number two, they're taking the other side as well. So they're buying stocks as everyone else is selling stocks. So that. That continues into the next week after options expiration. Mm-hmm. So in March and in May, the market was tanking big time. And that's when we had our big run ups. People were calling uh, bear market rallies, right? Had the big run up and then it dropped and it went all the way down. In fact, it went even further down and in May, it went further down again. And the same thing happened options expiration. It ran up because of max pain. So market makers didn't have to pay out those puts. People were still buying puts. So the market went up and all those puts expired worthless and market makers were buying stocks for about a week or so.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: the, and then the market tanked again and went to its low in June. Okay. This time we have the complete, it's gonna be the same thing, but it's a complete opposite situation. Okay. Now the market's been going up. Instead of buying puts, everybody's buying calls. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So max pain now is on the downside. So it's to the it's to the market makers' benefit to run the market down next week, hmm. so that all of those call
0: options expire worthless. And just so I re- I think I remember this they they expire on Friday close of business, right? Ah, uh, yes, that's right.
1: <clears throat> the end of the day on Friday. Got it. Um. So you know that's why in this this is very interesting here from. Stock Traders' Almanac, and this is next week in between these two vertical lines, Mm -hmm. right? And here's Wednesday. So the market runs up and then runs all the way down. It actually goes down almost to where it was a month ago. Mm -hmm. So that could be a big sell-off. And a lot of times it it continues into the next week.
0: Mm.
1: Although I think it's the good news is I
0: think that's going to be it. I think after that, we're going to probably be heading higher. Yeah, we get we get a couple of interesting economic news. I think I think options obviously are going to pay a, a disproportionate uh, given what you've just shared with us, right? Because again, it's one point nine billion on the spy, right? That's not Nasdaq. That's yes, not yeah, that's else. right. And I forgot to put that in my newsletter.
1: That's one point nine billion open call interest only on the spy. So there's just the S
0: and P. And Nasdaq is bigger, right? If you're going to do it on the Nasdaq or the Q's, not only that's is the more. Nasdaq
1: bigger, but that that's where everybody's been. Buying calls. So, so it, buying could be, it, could calls. it could be, it could be five billion. It could be could be a total of five million <coughs> just on those two yeah. indexes.
0: Yeah. So I think that's gonna be, I think you're right. I think that's gonna be something to watch for. Um, there are there are two interesting economic reports. One is retail sales. I think it's Wednesday. Right. Uh, and then the other one is existing home sales, right? How how busy or slow? Uh, next week. And again, I think I think both of these reports are going to be the classic good news is bad news or bad news is good news, right? So if we get a bad retail sales, meaning it's negative, or we get bad existing home sales, meaning it's worse than expected, I think that is seen as good news, meaning the Fed doesn't have to tighten. right? But if retail sales comes in higher and existing home sales, for whatever reason, surprises, it's good news but again it's bad news for the Fed. Is is that fair?
1: That the Fed can tighten knowing the economy can take it.
0: Exactly. So I think those two reports are I think going to be the,
1: interesting. I think the interesting one to watch on retail is the inventory levels.
0: Yeah, but well, we get a bunch of reports, right? We get Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, Target yeah. all next week.
1: Yeah. This is uh, the image that I put in the newsletter that that shows what I was just explaining. Mm-hmm. What happened in March as the as the market was tanking. Here's options expiration, this line right here. You can Hmm. see just before options expiration, the market starts going up.
0: They forced it up, yeah.
1: So all of these open puts end up, you know, expiring worthless and then the market continued. And then the market dropped, went below the previous low, kept on going down. Interesting. Here's options expiration in May, same thing happened.
0: So now we have the reverse trend. The market is generally, but now
1: it's all calls. You know, everybody's been buying calls. Right into options exploration so from the market makers perspective hmm. it's their benefit by billions of dollars yeah benefit to run the market down
0: well do me a favor you I think you had it in your newsletter so I think you could find it do you have uh Bali's uh, event it's a free event I think yeah. you said yes it is I do uh, let's see if it shows
1: up it didn't show up here but I do have it
0: no, it's in the newsletter so yeah
1: it's well it's in the newsletter but it doesn't didn't really show up for some reason
0: there was a link, though, I remember.
1: There is a link. You can just you know, put your cursor over this and click yeah. the link. There you go. <clears throat> yeah, he's he's going to do this on the 27th. Um, he did this back in January when the market was at all-time highs. Mm-hmm. And he said the market is going down. He, he explained why, which I've explained on this channel many times. Yep. Same thing that he said. He said it's going to go down for six months. And after six months, it's going to start going back up, and that will be the end of the bear market.
0: And that's, he had the Bally nice. bottom. I think it was on your chart. He still yep. he still
1: looks pretty mm-hmm. good. June sixteen. that was in that was in early January, January fourth or seventh or something. Mm-hmm. So he's doing kind of doing the same thing on august twenty seventh to talk about the rest of the year, where he thinks the market's headed for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah. If you're watching my uh, channel folks, you know, and you have the time on Saturday, you might want to tune into this. Um, again, go back and watch Dan's playlist. we We talked about Bali a month ago or so. Talking about yeah. the valley bottom, it was really good. Right. So a couple more things, real quick.
1: This is um, this shows you a negative divergence. I'm always looking for divergences mm-hmm. on charts. Yep. So this is this is a 65 minute chart. Mm-hmm. I showed this last week, but we didn't have this extra right um, uptrend right here. Mm-hmm. So now the market's actually hit another high. You can see the the gap up when the CPI number came out.
0: Yeah.
1: Right there. Yeah. The market kept on going, hit a new high, but the the momentum indicators continuing down. Mm. So while the market's hitting higher highs, momentum is slowing. Interesting. Okay. Another another cautionary issue for next week. Um, this is the NASDAQ. It's even more pronounced than the NASDAQ.
0: Yeah, I see it. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, this is a chart that I showed before that includes the 10 year treasury. 10 year treasury has started to creep back up still below three,
0: mm-hmm.
1: although the VIX is continuing to go down. Now, by the way, if the VIX gets below 17, mm-hmm. that's the area that is normally a top as well. Interesting. Okay. This is compl-
0: that everybody's bullish.
1: Every- everyone's bullish. That's complacency. This is mm-hmm. the uh, dollar. I said last week, watch this. If it gets below the 21-day moving average. Yeah.
0: I think you model. have a shot next week. Again, I think we have bad news is good news. Good news is bad news. I think if retail sales come in light, home sales come in light, this this could happen. I mean, it's going to be more evidence that the Fed can back off. Yeah, if we get a weakening dollar, we get a
1: 10-year a that stays below three, mm-hmm. and we get another uh, good inflation report, mm-hmm. Mark is just going to take off. Oh, all. it's going to take yeah, off. Nice. This is the VIX. VIX has just steadily been going down. You can see here's 20, and that's below 20 right now. Mm -hmm. If it gets down in this area down here, that's usually where you can see over here in January of 22.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Right here, it was below. It was below 17 and a half over here. Yep, that's when the market started going down. Gotcha. So VIX is opposite the market. When it goes down, the market goes up. When it goes up, the market goes down.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So there's January. If it gets back down to this level here, this is in. April, well, we had the we had the rally in March that I showed you, mm-hmm. the market makers um, engineered, yeah. And then after that rally, we started going down again. Okay. So if we get down below this line, which I, we already are below this line,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: anything down here in this area is about the time when uh, market goes down. And then this, is, I put this on LinkedIn. I didn't put it in the newsletter, but this shows the market is these red and green. This is actually the NASDAQ. Mm -hmm. These are the two recessions. You can see in in green right here and in red. So this is the rate hike. This is the Fed rate hikes. Mm -hmm. When they begin, this is when they begin, the market was going down. You can can barely see it down here, but it went down 26% right here. Oh, wow. All right. So when the the rate hikes start for about four to six months, the market goes down. Here's uh, before COVID. This was actually almost two years before um, when when the Fed started raising rates. Mm -hmm. The rate hikes begin. Mm -hmm. The market actually went down, in this case, 25%. Yeah. Right?
0: For Mm -hmm. six months. Mm -hmm. And then the market went up. So So basically, yeah. So this is kind of like, hey, the market, you know. Adjusts. Adjusts, takes time to unwind, reposition. Exactly. And then they just, you know, it's not, it's not the next Fed increase; it's the start, and then they get used to it. They the Fed tells them what's coming; they they oh. plan for it. Okay. Right
1: until until the Fed goes too far. Correct. And yeah. You can see they went too far in twenty eighteen, right here in the market tank. Yeah,
0: the taper, taper tantrum.
1: Right, right now this this is the red. The rate hike started here. We're just about six months in,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but we've already had our correction, in this case thirty five percent on the Nasdaq. Mm-hmm. Right now we're starting to head back up, just like we did both these times. Okay. And then up here is um, it, the recession. So two two points: a recession doesn't start until after unemployment rate. That's this red line.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The unemployment rate stops going down and starts going up. That's when inflation. That's when recession hits.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So over here, it hit the low right here, started back up, and then recession.
0: Got
1: it. Over, over here, it hit the lows down here, started back up, went back and hit the low, but started up right there. And then recession happened hmm. right now. We just had a new low. We're not going into We're not in a recession or going into one yet. Hmm. We haven't started going back up on the unemployment rate yet. Yeah. And
0: okay.
1: the same thing with the Fed um, rate hikes. Recessions don't happen when the Fed is raising rates. You can see all the way through here. You can see how high the, the rates went back here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Fed kept raising all the way to here. We didn't have a recession until the Fed started lowering rates interesting and in this one here fed kept raising kept raising kept raising no recession Fed started lowering then we had a recession got it so both of those things will show you when a recession is coming and neither one of those is indicating a recession yet doesn't mean it won't happen right it easily could happen of course um which which is just like you know like i said with with the uh head and shoulders here's the mm-hmm. left shoulder here's the head right shoulder i was looking for down yeah. here yep before. it never happened yeah it never happened yeah it's the neckline we yeah. started to roll over
0: but then the cpi number came out we blew right through it yeah where does, so where do we at now i didn't even check because i've been away from my computer for we're at uh
1: 4219 oh wow we're at 4280 wow almost 43 wow almost 43 43 is major resistance this is another part of the warning that i mentioned
0: and what so, was the peak
1: of the year like, five thousand or something? The year was forty-eight sixteen. All right, so call
0: it forty-eight.
1: Wow. Okay. Right. So, with the head and shoulders, the target was right around here, a little under forty-seven. With this move here, the the target is still right around forty-five fifty. Okay. Close to up here.
0: Yeah. So when I when I just try to marry all of our conversations to go, you basically expect the next five or six weeks to be. To kind of give validation that the economy is slowing down, but the you know, basic basically, when we get to September, your current call is twenty-five or nothing from the Fed. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, so I'm going to take the fifty or seventy-five. But again, I think you've been right. I think I think the last several weeks you've been on it. I've been wrong. Uh, this is why I love these conversations. Again, as you've told me many times, the stock market is not the economy. The economy is not the stock market. So. I appreciate your wisdom and thoughts. Uh, any other kind of closing comments we need to do? Uh, yeah, we've got about 10 minutes I think you gave me 30. Okay.
1: So um that's good. my show but um
0: yeah, I mean all I'm
1: doing is is looking at what the charts are telling me based on my experience mm-hmm. looking at these things over 20 years. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's always going to happen. Yeah. Um, it, it I'm not making predictions. Nope. It's risk management. Yes. How do you manage your risk?
0: You yeah, I think, I think we need to hit that more often. That's really what, you know, when you when I reached out to you and we started your playlist, it was like, hey, help, help me understand risk management. Because before, I was a gambling idiot with right. stocks. Right. Um, so yeah, all of this we're doing here is about your personal risk management. So I appreciate you.
1: Yeah. So, so what this means for me as a trader is I got out of most everything on Friday. Oh, you went flat. Okay. Not completely flat, but
0: almost flat. But the things you kept are investments, not trades. Well, they
1: could be trades. <laughs> they oh, could all okay. be trades. All right. They're just still looking pretty
0: good. But but
1: some of the growth ones, like uh, some of the the chip uh, stocks that I was in, that, that I made quite a bit of money on in this run up, mm-hmm. because of the three things that I've mentioned already, the the one point six six on Vector Vest, the um, options expiration. Yeah. coming friday and this 4300 level right here i my risk management tells me don't don't play with fire
0: yeah the the upside's I, I, not worth I could it could be now. wrong this
1: could blow right through 4300 and keep on going absolutely could absolutely and then i'll get back into those stocks and i have no problem selling at a certain price and if it goes higher buying back at a higher price
0: yeah the, the yeah the momentum is the right way i like it okay. but right now
1: Risk management tells me be careful. Okay. You now the next next week and the week after, you know, going up to the first of September could be a struggle for the markets.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now a couple of things I want to show, um, just kind of my process sometimes. Mm-hmm. In uh, Investors Business Daily, they always mention um, some stocks that are that are getting close to buy levels. So I want to look at. There's five of them this week. Mm-hmm. Very quickly look at them. And, and the reason that these are getting it close to buy levels is something called a cup and handle,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is another technology uh, technical analyst uh, pattern to look for. A cup and handle basically is stop makes a high, it retraces to a low, it climbs back up the right hand side, so it forms a cup. It gets to close to or a little higher than this previous high.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then it starts selling off. And that, that that makes sense because these people over here that bought in when it started going down, they just want to get back to break even, right? So they start selling when it gets back up to the to that same level. It forms a cup. And this is the point where once it breaks out of the cup, that is the buy signal. That is very often a really good buy signal on a strong stock. So this is one of the ones that they mentioned was on semiconductor and it actually not only and this this little blue area is what um, IVD they actually show you the chart they show you where your buy point is and they'll show you where your sell point is and they show you where your loss is so where to put your stop right so it's kind of nice
0: mm-hmm.
1: not only did it break out of the cup and handle but it broke right at or above this high that went all the way back here to beginning of the year mm-hmm. so this is making new highs Another one was Builder, Builder Warehouse. Builder's first choice. Same thing, you can kind of see the cup, the handle. This hasn't quite broken out yet, but that's coming up on it. Um, EQNR. So this one again, here's the the cup. Here's the high right here, 39.15. Hasn't quite broken out yet, but once it it gets above 39.15, that's the buy point. <clears throat> By the way, this essentially is a Darvis box. Remember, way back. I do, yeah. I talked about Nicholas Darvis in the 50s. He was a ballroom dancer, and he started noticing as he was traveling the world. He started noticing good stocks would form a box. They they trade up and down inside of a box, and once it broke out of the top of the box, that's when he would buy. <clears throat> this basically is a great example of a Darvis box. So, in his case, when he gets to this blue area up here above 39.15, that's where he would buy it. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, KBR. Here's KBR, same thing. Cup and handle. The high over here is 56.94, but the the buy area is as it breaks out of this handle. So, 53.50. If it gets to there, that's the buy point. And then the last one is.
0: What is that? Did I do them all? Mm-hmm. Two, three, four. Oh, Costco.
1: Costco. Here's Costco. Little handle right here. Oh wow. Um, so in this one you can actually see where, where they recommend taking the profit, which is up here. Okay. Here's here's your stop loss. Mm-hmm. Here's your buy area, which is about 552, 553, and then run up here to about 650 or so, 700 take profit. Mm -hmm. So that's five that were in IBD this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to give folks a sense for
0: kind of the process that I go through. Hey, do me a favor. I'm going to throw, I'm going to, we have, uh, we talked about it earlier Four retailers report next week. Okay. You want to look at those four and see how they look? Sure. You can use whatever chart you want this one or something else. Home Depot. Sure.
1: Oh, by the way, the other thing um, like on, Costco that I really like about the IBD site.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It shows you what the previous earnings were. Oh, there you go. Shows you the trends down here. Which is nice. So Home Depot. Mm-hmm. It's uh, still working on the right-hand side. It's got the 200-day moving average above it. Okay. Which could be resistance. It's um, It's got downtrending earnings. Mm. So that's not good.
0: Not good. Earnings is in two days. Yeah. Starts, yeah, I think they're, I think they're, them and Walmart are first. So eight, uh, right. Home Depot, then Lowe's. Let's compare those two. Lowe's is getting closer to its 200. So there's
1: resistance right there, the 200. And then um, their earnings?
0: They actually they had zero
1: and then nine. So they had a little better earnings, but a little worse revenue. All right. right. Th- then Walmart? Walmart. Didn't Walmart already report?
0: No, oh, it's Tuesday. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, Tuesday. you're right. Tuesday uh yeah they've revised twice but they've not reported
1: oh that's right so here you got walmart
0: kind of oh negative 23 and negative 23 yeah and they've warned about this quarter i
1: I think i think they will probably beat their
0: no of course Uh, walmart's walmart's no joke they lowered the bar so they can get over it they didn't lower the bar like uh, who did that they lowered the bar and then came under it that was not a good idea yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and then the Um, last one is uh target Target, uh, 200 days up here. It's above its other
1: moving averages. Ooh, not at that 41 hurt. last week. 41, time. oh. Uh, that does not look good. So Walmart and Target, I, I'm i questionable on those. Yeah. Home Depot and Lowe's might meet yeah. estimates, but they've got yeah. some overhead resistance.
0: Yeah, there's yeah, oh. a lot of stuff going on. All right.
1: And then uh, STEM, the one that I showed last oh, week. Oh, yeah, STEM. 30. Yeah, the, STEM. the stock
0: of the week, I think it was.
1: Yeah. Stock of the week last week. I don't, I don't really have a stock of the week this week, but yeah. other than those ones I went through um, you can see it went up and now it's going sideways. I actually got in at 1475 on mm-hmm. one third of my position. Right. And then I'm going to see what happens, but it's, it's actually good that it's moving sideways because you see how, the you see how it ran up right here. They had yeah. earnings right here. And yep. it, had a, it took off, but it got way above its moving averages. So when a stock moves sideways, that's actually a very healthy, good sign mm-hmm. because it allows the moving averages to catch up. Right. Okay. Right. So I'm going to watch that one. Um, if we, if the market struggles, this one could come in. Mm-hmm. A
0: bit. When would you buy your third, your second third? Do you have uh, a well, number? It
1: depends. If it starts coming in, I'm at 1475 right now. I mean, if if it gets down, you know, to the 21 day, which
0: is what I'm sorry, I can't. Quite is,
1: um, let's see. Does this tell me? I'm not sure if this actually tells me.
0: But let me go back. We can guesstimate.
1: Oh, maybe not. I can show you. Yeah. You're you. right here. All right. So the 21 day is at 1195. So if it gets that back down here and the, and the 200 day is at 1262. Okay. Got so it. If it gets down to 13, 1250 to
0: 13. Okay. You'll buy downside, another
1: third. I would buy another third there and then okay. see if it starts going back up or if it continues down. Mm-hmm. And then if it starts going back up, I'll buy. I'll buy my last third when it gets back up to my original buy point, fourteen fifty or so. Okay. If it doesn't come down and starts to take off, then probably somewhere around sixteen, I'll buy another third.
0: See, that's that's you know this is this is what this is what you're trying to teach me, right? You ladder in your position. You have your points. You have your stops. You have all that stuff. Um, yeah. Make make the stock prove itself. Yeah. Exactly. I like that. Thank you. Um, so one
1: last thing. We got one minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person sent me a note saying, you know, can you talk about your your daily process? Oh. What, do you, what do you do typically? I mean, there's a lot of things that I do and I look at a lot of charts and some of the uh, relative strength charts I put in mm-hmm. the uh, newsletter now, they're at the end of the newsletter. Mm-hmm. People can bookmark those and look at them anytime they want.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One thing I do is I start at the high level. What's the market doing? Number one, it's mm-hmm. going up.
0: Now, when the- you say market, just so we're clear, that's the Dow, NASDAQ.
1: Yeah, yeah, down. Nasdaq, S and P. Right. Okay. What are they doing? They've been going up since June, middle of June.
0: Okay.
1: So then I want to go to the next level down. Is what sectors are performing? Mm-hmm. So as we should expect, it's consumer discretionary and technology. Mm-hmm. But this is a one-month view. But I've noticed that industrials are making a big run. Mm. So industrials are starting to come back and actually, you know, moving up faster than these two. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I'm wondering what's happening in industrials. And by what's the way,
0: an industrial company, for example?
1: So industrials. Um, here, here's.
0: Oh, here's okay, the, yeah, I got it. Trucking, machinery,
1: it. transportation, heavy construction. Got it, got it, got it. Marine transportation, commercial vehicles, things like that. Okay. So I I clicked on on that. I clicked on the industrials. This gives me all of the industries, so I can start with the ones that have performed the best over the last month. Mm-hmm. And one that I noticed is heavy construction right here. Right. So, if I click on heavy construction, it shows me the stocks in that industry is, that are.
0: Performing. Is Deer in this by chance? Um, I think Deer is in a different yeah. one. The reason I asked is because Deer reports Friday. I'm just curious. Oh, okay. no, no big deal.
1: Um, so, these, these are all here's KBR, which was on that uh, Investors mm-hmm. Business Daily list. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I can actually click on that and look at the chart.
0: Okay.
1: So now I can see. Now you can see the cup and handle, Mm -hmm. just like I showed before. So the buy point is when it gets above this high right here, the the left side of the or the right side of the cup. Yep. When it breaks out of that, these are these are um, investors business daily rules, by the way. Yeah. That um. That uh that they put put out there. So it says when it when it closes above the cup. That's the buy point. So, somewhere around 54 would be the buy point. And Got you can it. See the, the accumulation distribution looks really good. The industry group looks good. They've been underperforming their industry group. So, just out of curiosity, here's Deer. Deer's had a really nice run. It's above its 200 day. Oh, wow. Look at that. Um, it's out, outperforming its industry group. Industry group looks good. Cool. So, Deer actually might, might do well. I'm a little concerned about the overbought situation with the RSI up
0: here. Yeah, it's up there.
1: So, yeah, oh, it, this this is one this is one to watch and see if they have they have good earnings, but they sell off, which mm-hmm. could happen if the market's struggling. Right. If they do sell off, then it's a good opportunity to buy lower down here because they probably will continue up. Got it. In general, it's a good thing to watch for. If you if you identify a, a company that looks strong and the chart looks strong and they have good accumulation distribution. Mm-hmm. And then for what, and they have good earnings,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then they sell off for whatever reason, which which often happens. Yeah, I mean, the the market, the market could just
0: be upset one day. Yeah,
1: yeah, they buy on the rumor and sell on the news,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Yeah. So those are those are good ones to watch. If it's if if everything else looks good, and after earnings they sell off, then that's a good opportunity to buy it.
0: Yeah. Very cool.
1: All right, and uh, my newsletter, if
0: anyone's interested yeah if you are listening on the podcast again it is BreakpointTrading at gmail.com uh, Dan, thank you very much for reaching out. I'm glad you brought us this warning uh, I'm glad this, uh, yeah. this and, and out. the
1: warning may not happen of course as, as not anything else I mean I, I showed three reasons why it might yeah but it,
0: but it might not but just something to keep in mind and be yeah. careful hey i'm I'm just learning i don't I don't have any skin in the game. I'm just gonna watch and uh, we will be back at it next Sunday, okay Sounds good. Have a good vacation. All right, buddy. Thanks again. Take care. Mm